0: And welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name is Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors, and today I'm here with Stephanie Webb. Hi, Stephanie. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. So, Stephanie, what is your business called, and what do you do?
1: Well, I'm brand new. I'm a beginner voiceover artist, but I'm actually in the, just in the stages. Uh, I'm taking um, coaching acting lessons. And I've started a podcast, my podcast is called step up podcast, two separate words. And so I'm kind of, and I'm working on it, or I finished a children's book and I'm trying to get that published. I feel like I'm doing so many things at once, but I probably should be focusing mostly on the voiceover stuff, because that's what I really want to get into. That sounds amazing.
0: What made you get into voiceover work? Interestingly, I had a lady on, uh, I think it was last week, who had been doing voiceover work in Hollywood and everything for years. And she now professionally builds podcasts for people. So it's really fascinating that you kind of are in that world as well. So tell me, how did you get to this
1: world? Well, it's really funny. So I was working at a bank for 14 years and I had to quit about a year ago due to health issues. And so I was like, everyone always told me, because I actually worked on the phones and customer service. And people said, you have such a nice voice. And years, years ago, when I was going to college, I was thinking of getting into radio, but I was really shy and had such bad anxiety. I'm like, I can't be one of those people that, because a lot of them have to go to events, you know, like the morning DJs, they do all these events. I'm like, I'm too scared of people. So I kind of put that on the back burner and I worked at the bank and, uh, and then I was like, you know what? I always thought I should be in commercials or (laughs) I could be the voice of the recording of the bank or something. And so I looked into it and there's some pay to play websites like voices.com where you sign up and you can audition and get work. So I signed up with them about a year ago, but I had no idea what I was doing. So I was just like, okay, I got a mic. I just start recording. But there's so much you have to think about, like editing. And I'm really not tech savvy. So I was like, how do I do this? And the sound, like I got these sound panels um, and set up my little booth area. And then also people were saying you need to, because I sound like I'm reading things (laughs) when I do, when I practice my commercials. So I'm learning, I'm I'm starting with a coach. So I kind of took that year to, to take in as much as I could. Um, but yeah, it was kind of, I, I couldn't do the bank anymore. And I've always been one of those people that it was like, I wish I could work from home. I don't like working for people. I'm not good in this corporate world. So I'm more of a creative type person that just wants to be free. (laughs) 100%
0: with you on that one I don't think I appreciate because I do kind of semi work in the corporate world because I negotiate leases with salon owners but I very much cannot work for another human being I'm just not built to take orders from anyone my husband will testament to that any day of the week but I I am exactly like you I don't think I realized until I started my own business just how creative I was and I just I think being a creative person, it is impossible to work for somebody else and get any sort of joy out of it at all. But oh, yeah. it's fascinating to me that you say that you had like anxiety and you really struggled that side of it. But but you're doing something quite so exposing. I mean, I know it's your voice and it's not necessarily your face, or or people won't necessarily put the face to the voice. But it's still, you know, fascinating that you would put yourself in that position. What? How did you get? How did you leap from? The anxiety person, the person with anxiety, to what
1: you're doing now. Oh, that's a great question. And you know, I look back and years before, and I, I was like, I could never do this. Um, I used to, I used to sing when I was little. I wanted to be a singer, and um, well, I lived in Toronto for the last ten years, and I studied opera with this with my voice teacher. But I have such a fear of getting up in front of people, and I can get up in front of people and speak. But singing, singing is so personal to me. And my anxiety was so bad that I would just freeze up. I could sing, but my voice was like, Ooh, and I was like, ah, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> and it was actually, even though I did not like working for the bank and it was so much stress and I'm like, I, I can't deal with this. It, it brought me through that in that I learned how to talk to people because I was super shy. When I was in high school and in my early 20s, um, if people would ask me a question, because I have an older sister. And so if people ask me a question, I would just be like, uh, I don't know. And I look to her and she would answer for me. I was that That's insecure. That's such a big sister thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was that insecure, that shy. So working on the phones at the branch or at the bank, actually, I worked in the branch as a, as a teller for two years, but I don't like that exposure where people are also watching you (laughs) because I would turn like bright red if people are, they're not, they're in line. They have nothing else to do. So they're just kind of watching you. It's like you're on TV. Uh, But then I worked on the phones and I, I hated it and I could not listen to myself. Like our managers every month, they, we would have coaching so they'd say, oh, well, we're going to listen to your calls and, and, you know, tell you what you need to improve on. And I was like, no, no, I don't want to listen to myself. It's awful. But seven years of that, I actually got used to it. And I was able to become less shy. And even in groups, uh, like with HR, we would have meetings and we'd get together in groups and, and I'd be like, hey, I'll speak for the group which is something I never would have done when I was younger. So I think it's just a progression of, of growth throughout the years. Now I'd be able to do this. Whereas, you know, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have.
0: Yeah, no, I, I see, I, I struggle to explain myself because I'm such a contradiction in so many different ways. So anyone who knows me, on a surface level thinks that I am the most confident person in the whole entire world but anyone who knows me really really well knows that I am also shy so I am I can do things quite easily if I force myself to do them so this isn't a struggle for me and I love my podcast and I love doing things like this and it doesn't bother me in the slightest but if you force me to go to a party with a bunch of people that I didn't know I would be the most anxious person in the whole entire world and people cannot resonate that with me at all because I'm the life and soul of the party when I'm there then I have to go and sleep that off for another couple of days because it takes everything for me to be that person because it's not even though they're all natural states of who I am they're also something that I have to kind of drag out of myself so the fact that you've managed to kind of drag that out of yourself in order to grow yourself as a person and grow your business makes complete sense to me. I, I completely resonate that, that, and how have you then changed other people's opinion of you? Cause they must've seen you as that
1: anxiety, that anxious girl. Oh yeah, it was, it was really funny. Well, it was actually helpful. Cause I'm, I'm from a town, a city, two hours from Toronto. And I had to move away to Toronto to, I moved away to go to school again um, in my, cause I I went to a few different colleges and then I was like, oh, I'm going to try this now. So I've been all over the place, but it was really, it was really, really challenging. Because, also because of my anxiety, I'm in a new city. I don't know anyone. I'm living with these new roommates that, you know, they're messy and they're stressful on me. And I'm like, I can't handle this. Um, so it was really challenging. Like I, and I had bad depression when I moved as well. So, but it was good to get away from my family because being under my family, I'm the youngest. So it was always my sister or my parents who were kind of talking for me or, you know, kind of enabling me in a way. So I found my new identity just being in a different place and but it is funny because now the people I used to work with at the bank you know they saw me as the emotional one I was always anxious and I was actually had PTSD from a emotionally abusive relationship so that also factored in but I was known as the crier like oh Stephanie's crying again Um. (laughs) (laughs) even the way you rolled
0: your eyes there it's like that's exactly what they would have said
1: she's doing it again Nice, but I'm pretty sure my manager was like, oh, what do I do with this person? <laughs> uh, so, but you know, this past year, I've moved back to my hometown and it's a lot quieter. It's Toronto was just so, I'm an introvert. So it was just so many people everywhere all the time and working in customer service. It was just exhausting. And I was just kind of, my health was declining. So I'm like, I got to get out of here. Um, So I think people, even a year from a year ago, they'd be surprised at the person I am today, but definitely like in my teens and twenties, they'd be like, oh, wow, you've changed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Definitely. So tell me more about the podcast then. What's that about? And what do
1: you, what do you do? So it's called Stuff Up Podcast. And I actually started it because I had to learn the tech part of doing voiceovers. And I'm a procrastinator. So I was like, oh, I don't want to do this today. But I I figured if I have a podcast and I have like a timeline, I have to get this out by this day, then it'll force me to learn it. As well as I get to be creative, right? Like I get to think of ideas and guests to come on. And then on social media, you know, you get to pick out different pictures and things like that. So it's really fun creatively. But um, yeah, I basically started it because I wanted to force myself to learn. Like I use Adobe Audition for editing and learning the mics and learning just how this stuff all works. Um, so I started just interviewing people I knew. And a lot of them are life coaches actually. So we talk about, uh, I've had people on to talk about procrastination, uh, overcoming obstacles, anxiety, singleness. Uh, I love mental health issues because I've struggled with anxiety and depression. So we've talked about those kind of things. And yeah, it's just, and you know, it's funny because looking back how I was so shy, I never would have thought of myself as being able to have a conversation You know, I'm, sometimes my brain blocks me. (laughs) So, but I find I do better. I don't want to be that person who just has like, well, I have to ask this question now. I have to ask that question. It's like you flow with the conversation. And so the more I do it, the more I'm like, hey, we can just keep the conversation going. And you pick up on what people are saying.
0: Yeah 100%. I th-
1: I love that. You know, when I first started doing the podcast, I you know, had
0: a list of questions just in case you know I kind of became stuck or anything. And now like it's just, a, just purely about the conversation. You think if somebody's got something interesting to say, then they they're, they're going to say it and then I'm going to find something interesting about that and I'm going to ask them questions about it. And the flow is just so important to me. I you know, I but I do like the difficult interviews as well because it grows me as a as a host because then I have to think on my feet a lot better when it's people like you that are really easy to talk to. I'm like, ah, yeah, this, this is just a conversation that I would have down the pub. But if it's someone who doesn't want to really talk, I like, I have to drag things out of them. So there's good and bad in it for me, but I, you know, I am with you, the easy ones. You can tell the difference and they are, you know, a lovely thing and you remember them so well as well.
1: How do you do that? Cause I, I'm always scared of getting that guest where I'm like, Oh no, what do I do now? Cause it's kind of an awkward thing, you know? Cause I've had a lot so far. I've had great guests where we have this great conversation with this great um, flow, but how do you even deal with that? (laughs) Well,
0: as I say, so you, you hear the pre-record speech that I come from and I, I research everything. I'm a, I'm very much a researchy person. And that's what I used to do when I first started. I'd know everything about everyone's business so that then you know and anything any scenario I was covered for but then that made the interviews really stale because I was always anticipating what they were going to say and I kind of knew the answers and that, you know the magic wasn't coming out of them because I was I was giving them the information so now I don't research anything I know nothing about any business that I'm interviewing so then I can go oh you have said something interesting tell me more about that. So those people that come on that don't say anything interesting, then it really becomes unstuck. But that's when I enjoy myself a little bit more because, like you said, it's really difficult. So I've only probably thinking off the top of my head, I've probably only had about two interviews where it's been like drawing blood from a stone. And I just kind of, you know, try to talk to them like I would... Like, I was down in the pub, like, okay, well, tell me more about you then, you know, because they don't want to talk about their business. Let's see if you want to talk about yourself. You know, do you have an animal? Oh my God, I've got a beautiful, you know, miniature schnauzer called Sherlock. He's gorgeous. Do you have any animals? You know, and just try any avenue to kind of get them um, talking. And if not, well, it's a really short interview.
1: <laughs> I can see why that makes you a better interviewer because it's challenging you yeah. to grow and get outside of that comfort zone, which it's difficult, but also so good for us. Right. That's how I, I remember people talking about, you have to get out of your comfort zone Yeah, and I would, and that's the only way I got, I've actually grown as a person because I had, you know, I did those things.
0: Yeah. Well, you must, do you listen to a lot of podcasts as well? Cause I know I do.
1: I do. I love listening to them, especially when I go for walks or exercising yeah. or something or cleaning. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I have a variety of different topics. Like I have politics ones to listen to, and then when I when I'm like, Ugh, I can't handle this, I'll listen to like, you know, I listen to like Office podcasts on the TV show The Office.
0: <laughs> I didn't even know we had a podcast. But yeah, I listen to a, <laughs> a completely different array of podcasts, and I I can I now can see some some a podcast host that is only purely had easy guests and when they become unstuck when they've got somebody who's a little bit harder because even if they're really famous podcast hosts when suddenly it becomes really dry and really uncomfortable I'm like you didn't pick up on the fact that they were going to go dry there you didn't have the thing to keep them going and it happens to all of us but it's really fascinating now that it's happened to me that I can go you missed that beat. You didn't have that thing that was going to keep that going. And when they went to edit it, there was no, no saving it. So I, I, I love that from listening to different podcasts too. That's so what great would we, when
1: you can pick up on it, right? Cause you're like, Oh, I would have said this.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I would have said something, but I just, I do pick up. I mean, I, you know, li- listening back, there's probably dry moments in all of mine. And it's definitely our times where I'm like, I've just asked the same question twice. <laughs> like, I didn't I didn't mean to do that (laughs) but so it's you know mine isn't by no means perfect but definitely bits where I go oh you missed the beat there too which makes me feel better because you know you're a really famous podcaster and you still do that so it's cool that I do and it makes me a better podcaster by knowing that you know we all are kind of in those same boats. but I was going to ask you what's your favorite podcast do you think
1: oh depends on my mood Mm, me too I, like the personality. Off- <laughs> I love the office ladies and the Michael Scott paper company. Cause those are the office podcasts, which I, I've just been binging lately. Um, but I love Simon Sinek. He has a podcast called a bit of optimism, which he started during the pandemic, which oh. is just, I mean, he had a conversation with Maria Shriver and they were talking about how suffering, like, we don't talk enough about how suffering is actually a good thing for us because it helped it changes us not yeah. always for the better but you have to allow it to like it depends on your attitude towards it um so that was really good And he talked to uh, another guy I can't remember his name but he was a football player and he's a black man and he was talking about how um talking about race and how he grew up and being scared of the police and it was just so fascinating because as a white woman i don't know these things yeah. So I want to understand them better. And it was yeah. just, so I love listening to Simon. He's amazing.
0: Doesn't it bring so much to your life hearing things when you're, when you would be mindfully not doing anything else. So I can listen to podcasts all day when I'm working and learning about, you know, black black lives matter or learning about the psychology psychology behind suffering and, and things like that while I'm, also doing something I would be doing anyway I absolutely adore and one of the things I also now do is that I've always struggled with falling off to sleep because I'm one of those people that's got fingers in so many pies that I suddenly think oh my god you know I've had a really good idea about that project or that project or that project and you know for a while I had a notebook next to the bed and I'd write turn the light on write it down turn the light back off try to get that sleep and now I have a podcast on at night that that like calms me down and I, that I just listen to really educational stuff as I fall asleep because it it inspires me and it you know brings something to me subconsciously but it also doesn't keep me awake and I feel like I'm kind of chilling out while I'm doing it
1: mm-hmm. do you ever so i I've I like to, I also love true crime, but sometimes (gasps) I'll fall asleep to true crime podcasts and I'm like, oh, you know, he was stabbing her and I'm like, why am I listening? Why am I falling asleep to these things?
0: (laughs) I've got a really good one for you that I'm I'm not sure if you will have listened to it yet, but it's a really good, perfect for me, really good uh, true crime podcast called um, Drunk Women Solving Crime. (laughs)
1: I've not heard of this one so
0: like usually on this podcast I'll be drinking a glass of wine while I'm having a conversation with you which also helps with the flow of the conversation Because usually we'd both be drinking but I'm not drinking at the minute so that's fine oh well I have mine oh good girl I'm drinking tea out of a bucket oh okay (laughs) that's better for you they also sit and drink while they're learning about this true crime and they try and solve it and it's really funny but the the three podcasters having that conversation over a drink it's just hilarious and quite often I'll fall asleep listening to that and there's like stabbings and killings and drunk women giggling and it's just I mean it's just oh. g- glorious you need to try that one as well
1: well it's actually really bad because I will fall asleep watching some of these true crime things on Netflix or Amazon prime uh I remember do you remember that show Hannibal yes and it was like with oh what's his name uh I don't know why I'm forgetting names today. Anyways, it was on a few years ago. And there was one where he was like stuffing an ear down Will's throat. And I'm like, I fell asleep to this. And I wake up and I'm like, oh. (laughs) And then, but it's funny because when I have weird dreams about, I had one dream where I was married to a serial killer and didn't know it. And then people are like, well, it's because you watch these true crimes. And I'm like, no, that night I was watching, you know, some comedy when I'm watching, falling asleep to true crime, I'm not having those dreams. So I'm not sure how that works.
0: Yeah. Maybe it sparked something when you fall asleep. So tell everyone where they can find you. What's your podcast called again? And what voiceover work are you doing in the future?
1: So my podcast is called Stuff Up Podcasts. It's my tagline is we delve into different topics to learn more about ourselves and more about others while having some fun, because I usually giggle through them. Um, or we just have we have a laugh in between, you know, some of these difficult topics. Um, you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh podcast All The
0: Addict, usual places you will find usually
1: pick pa- places. Okay. Uh I have a website where I post the podcast episodes, plus I have a blog. It's called www. which is one word. And the voiceover stuff i'm still in the works but i'm working on getting uh working on getting a demo done soon and i'm not sure if i should just call it stephanie steph webb vocals or i was thinking maybe i should call it like steph up vocals (laughs) to go along with my podcast yeah i think so it ties together yeah i'm kind of working on on a whole bunch of uh different things so yeah Love yeah. it.
0: Anyway, we're coming to the end of the podcast, and I finish all the podcasts with the Eight Mile moment. So I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. I love um, Eminem, and I love the Eight Mile, and he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him. Skinny is why his mum lives in a trailer, so that his opponent can't say anything bad back to him. So Stephanie, what are the worst things about you?
1: Oh, the worst things about me? Ah, uh, I'm chubby. That's not a bad thing. I know, but it's always uh, something I struggle with. How many do I need to say?
0: As many as you feel, but I'm going to wipe the first
1: one. Oh. <laughs> okay, the worst thing is about me. Some, oh, I talk too much, and sometimes I interrupt people, which is weird because um, I get too excited sometimes. So do I. <laughs> I just need to say the thing that's in my head yes oh I uh I don't have a filter some well I'm working on it but when I worked uh on the phones I did say something to somebody and then I said I don't have a filter and I hate this job and that call got pulled and I got in trouble for it um which is (laughs) funny now but at the time it was really stressful
0: (laughs) so you don't have an issue with honesty then (laughs)
1: Actually, I do. I'm too, because I'm kind of passive aggressive. I'm working on it, but uh, you know, I, I'm, I'll be like, oh, um, I'll say things in a roundabout way because I'm scared. I think as North Americans, we're scared to tell people the truth. But oh, my I'd best never friend, get on
0: very well there. I'm so direct.
1: My Europeans are right. My best friend lives in Hungary and she goes, oh, we're so much more direct. We just say it. Whereas in North America, we're like all scared to you know it's like just say it and then people get offended, your mom from so. austria must have really struggled in canada yeah actually she's more mild man like she's very she and i very similar so i'm not sure how that came about but um oh i'm trying to think of more things
0: Ah, <laughs> just end it how i do i'm fabulous so that's oh. the problem there's nothing wrong with me I'm amazing
1: (laughs) okay I'm amazing and I think I'm pretty funny I laugh at myself a lot
0: yeah but I have no filler either and I talk too much and I interrupt people so there's no issues with any of those things
1: (laughs) I feel like you and I are pretty similar maybe (laughs) yeah
0: totally although yeah me telling you off for saying that you're chubby and I probably every day go oh god you've put on more weight lockdown has not been good for my waistband at all
1: Well, it's kind of funny because we're, you know, I'm seeing a lot of uh, body positivity things, and I'm like, I gotta stop saying this and shaming myself. Yeah, me too. It's hard when you grow up in that culture. Yeah, stop it.
0: But yeah, we're of an age where we were judged by our bodies for our whole lives. So what do you expect?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Stephanie. And as always, having me, no, it's been lovely. As always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast, you can contact us at info at find dash surveyors.co.uk say goodbye stephanie bye bye